Thank you for listening to the podcast for Burlingame United Methodist Church, located in Burlingame, California. Each week, we will share a sermon by Reverend Ann Duncan. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Bible. I am reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Ananias and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. May God add blessings to this word. I want to invite you to imagine for a moment that it is tomorrow morning, and while you are still asleep, before daybreak, the phone rings. You are having a wonderful dream of a perfect Christmas, and someone startles you awake. Early morning phone calls are never good. When you answer, you hear the voice of a man you saw the day before in a local parking lot. He looked as though he hadn't showered in days. He had been approaching people with bizarre proclamations. You recognize his voice immediately as he shouts into your phone, prepare, prepare, prepare. Oh, what a great way to get ready for Christmas. Sleep interrupted and words shouted. Shouts of preparation are exactly what we hear in this morning's scripture passage. John the Baptist unshorn, unshaven, and dressed in camel skin, shouts, prepare, get ready, the Lord is coming. Christmas is coming, and I, for one, am not yet ready. There's so much left for all of us to do. There are wreaths to hang and yards to decorate. We still have shopping and wrapping to do. We need to ship packages and cards across the country, perhaps across oceans. We'll be baking cookies and pies. And this year, as with last year, there are Zoom gatherings to plan. All of these preparations are important. They are some of the great joys of the Christmas season. And yet John the Baptist cries out to us this morning that preparing for the coming Christ includes so much more. The entire focus of Advent, this season leading to Christmas, centers upon preparation for the birth of Christ. 
But in preparing for the birth, we often overlook the one who actually paved the way. That one is John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a real man who lived in an actual place and specific time. He is not a fictional character. Luke goes to great lengths to tell us this. Luke begins the chapter with a long list of names. Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, Herod Tetrarch, or Governor of Galilee, his brother Philip Tetrarch of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Licinius Tetrarch of Abilene, and finally the high priest Ananias and Caiaphas. It was during that particular time in history that the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah. Now, aside from providing us as readers with a chronological framework for the ministry of John, meaning we know exactly what years and in what place he lived, these names are provided for another reason. Luke is telling us that there are formidable powers that John and later Jesus will face. Luke is telling us that in the face of all the earthly power held by men, someone has come with more power. Someone has come with power from God. Luke is telling us that these seven named men with much authority were nothing compared with the impact Christ will have on the world. Every earthly ruler wants to be remembered long past his or her death. But we know Jesus is the one who affected and changed all of history. And John the Baptist is preparing people for that world changer, for Jesus. Knowing who was in power when John the Baptist began his ministry helps us to more fully appreciate the courage of the rugged man who dared to shake up the world. Against all of those rulers stood John, son of Zechariah and Elizabeth. And John had something special. He had the power of God. John brought forth the gospel news in the midst of all the earthly powers in the world. As foretold before his birth, John lived a unique life. He never cut his hair, lived in the wild, ate off the land, and dressed with animal skins. He spent years in the wilderness preparing for the time to begin his ministry. John dreamed of a new world in which God would not reside in the temple in Jerusalem, but appear in the form of a human being, a person John called the Messiah. When John stepped out of the wilderness, remnants of his natural diet, wild honey, bits of locusts lingered in his beard. Now, who would want to listen seriously to this man? John's marketing techniques and preparing people for the Messiah seemed poor, as poor as someone calling too early in the morning. He didn't dress like others. He didn't eat the same foods. How was he to attract people to his message of a Messiah? He almost seemed determined to fail. But as the gospel writers tell us, people from all over the region came to hear John's message. John the Baptist had a strong, powerful sermon and was fruitful in baptizing many people. John's foretelling of a Messiah was attractive. Perhaps the listeners remembered how Moses too stepped out of the wilderness before delivering God's people from Egypt. Maybe John's sermon foretold a better call to freedom and liberation. The prophet Isaiah declares in today's text, 
See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the Baptist is that messenger that God has called to prepare the way. And what is the strong, powerful sermon John delivered? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Get ready. The one who is to come is almost here. Like a herald proclaiming the arrival of a king, John prepared the hearts and minds of those who came to hear his message. John quotes Isaiah in his instructions. Here are Isaiah's words. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. The call to make paths straight and the rough ways smooth describes preparations for a royal visit. Before a king traveled to distant lands, roads and bridges were improved for the journey. Prophets Isaiah and John are telling us that the word of the Lord will fill valleys and level mountains, straighten out what is crooked, smooth over the rough places, all in order to build a direct path by which God can bring us God's love and mercy. How is God going to bring us love and mercy? Through Jesus Christ. Are we ready this morning for a royal visit? Are our roads straight and smooth? Or could we use a little road work? Do we need to put up a sign under construction in front of our lives in order to be ready for Jesus? Think for a moment. What are the valleys and low places in your life? Worry, grief, depression, or doubt? What about the mountains? Pride, prejudice, fear, and selfishness? We need to fill our valleys with trust in Jesus. We need to bring low our mountains of vanity and hate so that we can make room for him. We're also called to make crooked places straight. We need to challenge the temptations in our lives that lure us away from God. We need to push back the trivial things that fill our hearts and minds and instead seek Jesus. We are being told that we need to take steps, concrete steps, to deal with any major issue we are facing. We need to make rough ways smooth. And that means we need to forgive those who have hurt us and refuse to allow what has happened to us to control our lives. We need to ask for forgiveness when we have harmed others. We need to make sure there is enough time to spend with those whom we care about. We don't need all the distractions that keep us from our true destination. During Advent, we need to slow down and focus on the coming of the Lord. Something needs to happen inside of us before Christ comes again, because we are called to prepare the way for Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that preparing the way is easy. It's perhaps easier said than done. When I lived in Boston during seminary, I witnessed the construction of the most expensive highway project in United States history. This project, some of you may know it, was called the Big Dig. It involved building a buried highway through the heart of Boston in order to relieve traffic congestion. 
The highway is only three and a half miles in length. But after being completed eight years behind schedule and costing $20 billion over the original proposal, the new tunnels now do help people get where they're going more easily and quickly. It's not easy to take on such a gigantic project. Perhaps that is the project that I am calling us to undertake today. Maybe you need to do a little repaving. Perhaps you have valleys and mountains in your life that need to be straightened and smoothed. But I have faith that you and I can do it. We can do it with God in our life and we can start today. John the Baptist startles us awake this morning with calls to prepare the way, prepare, get ready. And we're busy preparing our homes and our families for Christmas. We also need to prepare our hearts and lives. We don't know how much the wise men paid for their gifts, much less if they found them on sale. We don't know how much time was invested by the shepherds to ready their sheep and head to see the newborn in a manger. But the wise men and the shepherds all went to see Jesus. And they went for one reason and one reason only, to worship and adore him. They prepared the way by not being distracted by the clutter in their lives. Out of all the stars that filled the sky that night, the wise men only followed one. And indeed, the sheep had to be set aside for a moment so that the shepherds could go and see what the angels sang of. John the Baptist's message was to prepare people for Jesus' arrival on the scene. And John is speaking again to us today calling us to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ. This is not a threat or a grim warning. This is a wonderful, grace-filled invitation, an invitation for us to prepare for Christ to be born anew, for us to make Jesus the priority in our lives. Will you prepare the way? My prayer for us this day is that when we sing on Christmas Eve, joy to the world, the Lord is come. We will sing with renewed intensity that the earth does indeed receive her king and that every heart will prepare him room. Thanks be to God. Amen.